Welcome back, everybody. Episode nine of Throwing Bows brought to you by the Coda Sports Gambling Network. Uh, just one episode again this week. We did the crossover episode with Hine Inside earlier this week, so definitely go check that out if you haven't already. Um, we got the long-awaited picks for UFC 267, the second pay-per-view since I started this show. Um, and we also have our first guest this week, a long-awaited the man, the myth, the legend, the man that started this program for the OGs, they know, started it, asked me to come on as a co-host when we got it re-going re again. Uh, he said he didn't have time, so here we are, but he's back, back in a huge way. B. Russ 35, Brandon Russell, what's going on, man? How's it going, man? I'm glad, uh, glad to be back in the saddle with uh, the former intern. Uh, couldn't, couldn't be more excited. Uh, I will be at a wedding this weekend, so hopefully I'll be able to, you know, catch, I'll probably have it on my phone or something. I'm sure there aren't a lot of, you know, big MMA fans uh, where I'm going, but I, I'm excited for this weekend. It's going to be a huge weekend between all the college football and uh, 267, which is a free non-pay-per-view event. For, uh, if you have ESPN Plus, it's on ESPN Plus uh, next, and then very rare. You got back-to-back -back, uh, numbered events uh, with 268 next week as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited, and we get the early start time too. Kind of coincides with the with the college football, and we also have World Series that day. It's I'm just gonna say it. I think this is probably gonna be a top two or three sports day of the year. This is this is electric. I mean, this is an amazing card. Probably a top three or four UFC card this year. And then, like I said, World Series, like you were talking about college football, there's some huge games. Yeah, I think you're going to have to get it on your phone. Like, there's no way, there's yeah. no way you're not going to watch at least a little bit. It, and like I said, it's that early start time. You're going to Eastern time, right? Yeah. So I think it's like yep. 10, 1030 early prelims and like 2 p.m. main card. So you might be able to catch a decent amount of it. I'm excited, man. I mean, there's, again, not a lot of, UFC fans, uh, you know, with a, at the wedding I'm going to, but I will definitely, you know, keep an eye on it on uh, my ESPN app uh, while I'm, I would assume, but, well, no, actually, I think it'll uh, start before the wedding. So I'll be hanging out just kind of pregame, pregame in the wedding, actually, now that I think about it. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be ready to roll. That's what we love to hear. And I, I always say, like, if I can't watch the fights that weekend, I always just say, well, you know, I've played it out a thousand times in my head. I know exactly how the fight's going to end. And then, exactly. I'll, and then I'll just uh, watch the replays afterwards. Um, so other than that, we've got the PFL championships on right now. Um, and then last weekend we had UFC Vegas 41. Just a quick recap of that. The only play I had was Paulo Costa and that, at like, plus 165. That juice was nuts. I would take that again a hundred times. I don't care that, that he lost. It was crazy price. Um, basically fight went kind of how I thought it would at Paulo got a lot of good shots in his kicks were ripping Vittori apart, but Vittori just kept the pressure on. He couldn't finish him. And, and Vittori was, he just looked way too good from here. I, I think Costa, kind of probably has to stay at 205 i don't know get some sort of contender fight i don't think he's ever going to fight for a belt again and vittori i think he's going to deserve another shot at a cannoneer a brunson or robert whitaker before izzy again but but i think we will probably see him in in that trilogy fight with izzy um yeah i expected those kicks from costa to kind of kind of break down vittori a little bit more and they just didn't vittori's he's too tough but yeah, decent card overall. Not a great card, but that main event was insane. Great fight if you haven't seen it. But we're on to UFC 267. We've got just a couple of prelims to, to mow over here before we get into the main card. It's a big main card, uh, six six fights. So we'll get through these three prelims and, and get on to that. So the first prelim I want to go over is Marquand Amirakani coming in as a plus 265 favorite over the prospect. Lerone Murphy, at, who was a minus three fifty favorite. Um, I'll, I'll start us off here. B. Russ Mirakani. He's zero and two in his last two and dropped three of four. Um, but all three of his losses are to to really good fighters. I mean, he lost to Edson Barboza. 
he lost to Shane Burgos. Like these aren't bad losses by any means. Um, Murphy though, he's, he's a dog. Mirror County gets outstruck a lot. Murphy is probably going to do the same here. Um, I really think this is going to be a possible fight in the night contender. I think it goes the distance. This is a lot of juice for Murphy though at minus 350. I, I think I really do like sprinkling on Amir Khani here. Um, I like the over whatever it's going to be. We don't we don't have those numbers yet, but but yeah, I mean I, I see this going to decision going to be a banger. Uh, what do you think of it? Uh, I mean, like you said, it's there's a lot of long odds on here that I'm kind of like throughout the whole card that I'm going to be sprinkling. Uh, I think this is one of them. Uh, I just too too long about or too big of odds for Murphy in my opinion I also agree that it does go the distance uh it's gonna be like you said banger of a fight uh I sprinkle uh Marquan just to you know again those odds are too big for me not to not to sprinkle uh so give me Marquan and give me the over I like it I like it I like it I like it so we'll get on to that, that next prelim I, I highlighted here. Albert Derive coming in as a minus 325 favorite over Roman Kapilov, who is a plus 250 dog. Normally, you guys know me, I, I, don't, I don't drink the juice, especially from, from names like this, like guys that are coming in with a ton of hype. Derive has one technical UFC fight in his contender series, what, like three weeks ago, a month ago now? Um but here's the thing. He, this dude is different. He's not just some, some prospect. I don't think Kapilov coming off a loss to, to Roberson by sub. Uh, it is his, his only loss in his professional career. Um, but to, to get submitted by Carl Roberson is just like, imagine what Albert derive is going to do to you. He's coming off a two year layoff. I just think Derive is going to have his way with him. Derive sub, if you can get it at your book, look out for it. I think this will finish inside the distance. I think Derive is going to submit him. This dude's a beast. I think he's about to put the world on notice. Um, so, yeah, look, look out for him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Derive's uh, one of those up-and-comers. You're going to have to keep an eye on him here the next, uh, next couple of years. He's going to be making his way – up the ranks uh i too too much juice for me to take him uh straight up i might sprinkle or look at you know maybe submission like you said or even possibly by tko we'll see uh when the odds come out um but i do like drive in this situation uh, i just don't think kapalov really has shot in this fight uh it's going to be tough for him especially if it gets to the ground he's he's in big big trouble yeah i mean and like you said it is a lot of juice but there's there is some some lines here to get and i think this is also a great parlay card there's going to be so many fights to parlay in this card so many different parlay combinations that i think we, we can make work um, but yeah, getting on to the last prelim, the the main prelim here, we got Amanda Hibas coming in as a minus 165 favorite versus Verna Jandaroba plus 135 underdog here. Uh, B-Russ, I'll, I'll defer to you. What do you think of this fight? What do you think of these ladies? What do you see happening? Here? Um, so this is an interesting fight for uh, multiple reasons. I think Hibas uh, is ready to kind of come back and uh show what she can do she hasn't put on the best performances her last couple of fights uh i think she lo she lost her last fight didn't she yes yeah, she lost to marina rodriguez yeah, yeah. um what a lot of people are going to do that um i i like uh you know the the, the beautiful amanda Haribas here um i think that it's i like the under in this one I also like her by uh, TKO or KO, but if this gets to the ground, um, it could get very interesting because Verna is a uh, very good uh, submission, very good jujitsu uh, fighter. So if it gets to the ground, I'm going to be uh, a little nervous for Amanda. Yeah, it, it, this is a very, very interesting one uh, for me. Like you said, that for a lot of reasons, this is this is an interesting fight, but... For those of you that haven't 
seen pictures of these two ladies, I would probably just take a second and look up Amanda Hibas and then look up Verna Jandaroba and just, you know, she's a she's a well-known face uh, across the U.S. the UFC. So, um, yeah, I would give that a shot. But I, I do want to point out I was listening to MMA Hour right before this. I was telling B-Russ before the show. There are rumors that Verna Jandaroba is going to walk out to Island Boys. And the Island Boys freestyle, everybody's seen it. If you haven't, where have you been? It's hilarious. And if she walks out to this, I might have to live better. I don't care what the odds are. Electric. I mean, how can you not? Electric. I mean, uh, you know, but that all being said. Island boy. I'm an island boy. A little freestyle for everyone out there. Um, so, yeah, we got like. Hibas is, is really good. I think her only real weakness is like striking defense. But again, when you're fighting Marina Rodriguez, what is it, Matt? You, we just saw what happened to Mackenzie Dern. Like, she's a monster. She's going to fight for the title soon. Um, I think Hibas's striking is, is levels above Verna's. But the grappling, like you said, it's very close. If this gets to the ground, I, I think it's very close. I, I just don't see either of these girls submitting each other. They're both very good grapplers. I, I would give Verna the edge, but they're they're both very good grapplers. Um, minus 165 is, is a decently big price here, but it makes sense. You know, I, I think I could see this one go in the distance. It's going to be a really good fight either way. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm giving Hibas the edge here, no doubt. Um, so before we get into the main card, I think we got to get a little bit energized. And Beerus, how do we get energized here at Throne Bows? Uh, with Rogue Energy, obviously. Correct, with Rogue Energy. So Throne Bows is sponsored by Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy is an alternative to the sugary energy drinks that can make you get a boost of energy and crash quickly while also putting a lot of sugar in your body. Rogue Energy comes in four unique product lines to best suit your personal needs. Their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their, ener their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus ingredients without the added caffeine, so drink it anytime you're thirsty. Finally, their shake formula is a delicious zero-calorie energy milkshake, and the thing that also makes Rogue Energy unique from other powdered drinks is that it dissolves really well, so you're not going to find any chalky textures in the bottom of your drink. That's disgusting. Uh, with over 10 different flavors to choose from, we at the Coda Sports Gambling Network definitely recommend Rogue Energy. Go to their website, www.rogueenergy.com, and use the promo code CODA, K-O-T-A, to receive 10% off your order. Again, www. Let's try that again, www.rogueenergy.com and use the promo code CODA, K-O-T-A. Let's get on to the main card. We got some big boys, some light heavyweights. Starting it out, this is this is a banger of a fight to start out a main card. I mean, this is ridiculous. Magomed Ankalaev coming in at minus 325 favorite over Volkan Uzdemir, who is a plus 250 dog. Virus, what do you think of this fight? Uh, listen, Magomed is a monster. I mean, he's, you look at him and you know, immediately he's, I mean, you could look at his name. He's Russian. I mean, he's just going to fight like every other, he's just, he's a bulldog. And, uh, I think there's no other outcome here than he is winning this one by TKO. He's won, uh, three of his last four fights via TKO. Uh, so I like him here uh, i like him to win tko i also like the under in this one as well yeah i think uh, i would agree with all that said i was saying on the on the crossover episode with with hein inside like there to me there's levels of of light heavyweights and i think light heavyweight is one of those weird divisions where the levels include the champ like the top tier includes the champ so jan Blachowicz, and then there's a couple other guys that are just a little bit slept on not slept on, but but aren't ranked as as highly as they should be. And I think it's like Yuri and it's Alexander Rakic and then it's Magomed Ankalaev. And mm -hmm. I think he's definitely in this boat. He's going to be a perennial title contender for, for years to come. And I think Volkan Uzdemir is that first, I don't want to say real test because he has, you know, fought some really good fighters, but 
I think this is his first like big name. And so it's a little more pressure and I'll be interested to see how he, how he performs. Um, I think Volkan probably deserves a little more respect than plus 250. He's got so much power. He hurt Yuri. People forget that. Like he, he hurt him early. Um, he's won some close fights. He's, he's able to, he's got a lot of power. He was legitimate fighting in title fights, not that long ago, but this is Magomed on Clive. We're talking about, it doesn't matter. He can take shots. He fought Iwan Kutalaba twice and demolished him. He can, he can take shots. Like he's not, he's not losing this fight. He Volkan. I don't think he'll rock him. I think he'll hit him maybe with a couple clean ones and, and, get frustrated and i think uncle i just, just gonna pressure him bull rush him uh i think he probably gets the finish too uh volcan you know he's not super super well known for getting finished but like dc has finished him yuri's finished him uh anthony smith submitted him i don't see uncle Live doing that but but yeah i i think he he probably knocks him out i don't see this one going the distance where where do you rank uh, like if you're ranking Russian fighters, where does he rank on the list of because yeah, I mean it seems like anytime a Russian fighter comes along, he's the next big thing. I mean, we're gonna talk about another one here in a sec. Well, he's I guess not technically Russian. Yeah. Uh we have a couple big ones on this card. Yeah. Um, where do you where do you rank him in terms of Russian fighters? It's tough because you've got, you know, like prospects and stuff, but I got I guess from what's been proved, he's gotta be he's got to be top three or four right now. I mean, a couple of guys that we're going to talk about a little later, Piotr Jan and Islam Makachev, probably those two, I would say are at the top, even Alexander Volkov's on this, on this card as well, but he's, he's on the way out. Then you got some prospects like Duraev, you got prospects in, in Bellator, like Usman Nurmagomedov, like guys that are just monsters. But from, from what's been proven so far, I just, I, I would say Uncle Live's third. I, I don't know. Am I missing anyone that, that you can think of? I don't think so. I mean, I'm looking at like all the rankings right now, and I think he's probably, I mean, he's definitely up there top two or three, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, like like I said, I would I would definitely put Jan at, Piotr Jan at one, but Islam Makachev is probably going to take that like, over. Can you be number one when you do stupid shit like he did? Hey, I mean, you remember this was that was one of the uh, the first. Um, I think it might have been the first like throwing bows we did on the YouTube show, and I had Jan, and I was I was devastated. I mean, that was yeah, it was it was devastating. Stupid. I just don't get it. Did you see the video of him today? Uh, I don't know if you would have if you would have had time to see this, but. Um, also Fedor. I just remembered Fedor is probably up there right now too. Um, even though he's kind of at the tail end of his career, he's still knocking people up. But he did the he did they were doing open workouts out at out at Dubai, out at Abu Dhabi, and uh he his like coach was holding the pads up and he was like hitting them, whatever. And then his coach went to a knee and like put the pads over his forehead and Jan kneed him and he like like in the pads in the forehead and then he fell over and Jan like held his hands up and walked around and he he took a video of it and posted on Twitter and uh all Joe quoted it or something and said like try not to lose another belt or something something dumb I mean all Joe the problem is like it's so hard yeah it's what Jan did was so stupid but it's so hard to defend Aljo after all this stuff that that has happened since then, like him celebrating with the bell after. I mean, he was getting his ass kicked. Like, yeah, it's kind of tough. Like he was getting his face beat in, and like he was crying, and he was like, "Ah, this, you know, this isn't a real belt." And then he's drinking champagne with the belt, and you know, everything that's been going on on social media since then, they've been going back and forth for months. Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's getting harder and harder to, you know, root for a guy like Aljo, like he just kind of dug himself, uh, dug himself a hole. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and the thing I heard someone say semi recently that uh, they think they knew someone, this was some sort of like trainer or something that knew someone that had a similar injury to Aljo and they were, 
like never able to come back and they think that Aljo's never going to be able to fight again but he is just like holding on for as long as he can kind of thing i don't know like but again he posts you know this stuff about the neck injury and he can't fight and this that and the other and then he's hard sparring with adrian Giannis. so i don't know i don't know it's 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 weird yeah i mean i was excited to see them fight again so we could you know really determine who the best is in the flyweight division but um you know, we'll, or the bantamweight, sorry. Um, but we'll have to wait. And we may never, like you said, he may never fight again with that injury, but um, I guess we'll just have to, we'll have to wait and find out. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I kind of like this, this replacement fight better. Yeah. I, I would have loved TJ, but, but I think we'll get that fight eventually. So let's move on. Uh, the next fight here. My boy, my man, Hamza Chemaev. Everybody's man. Hamza Chemaev, one of my favorite fighters. Minus 525 and moving, too. I mean, this line, has it started at like 260, I want to say, and it has just been churning. It's way up there. Uh, Versus Li Jingliang, who is a plus 365 365 underdog. Yeah, so Hamza, obviously has has mowed everyone down what he did to gerald mearshaw was just downright disrespectful what he did in that like what was it a 19 day stretch yeah well he fought the first two fights in 10 days 10 days apart from each other because the first one was a wednesday and the second was a saturday but then he fought mearshaw like i don't know what was it like not not that long later it was two months month and a half and uh you knocked him out in 17 seconds and just like killed him he can do whatever he wants to to anybody i mean literally all all of his fights have ended in finish i don't know what gives anybody the idea that that this would be any different i think the one thing that that is concerning people is obviously hamza has has taken a a big break he had covid he said he was retiring he was like bleeding he was like coughing up blood and stuff it was pretty bad and a lot of people are, are a little worried about his cardio, but I mean, just look at videos of the guy. He's in high spirits. He is training. He's looked awesome. Um, but obviously Lee Li, Li Jingling is no joke. Like he just beat Santiago Ponzinibbio, like knocked him out. And when he knocks people out, he sleeps them, mm-hmm. sleeps them. Yeah. So like if, if I had any concerns about Hamzat's chin, then I would say maybe even sprinkle Lee here, but, I don't. But does he have it? Does he even have a chin? That's a real right. Question. Like we don't know. <laughs> we, he, I have no concerns. That's the thing. And yes, it would be crazy if if Lee pulled off this upset. Um, and it would honestly be kind of cool, just you know the parody and whatnot. But but I just don't see any way that he does. Hamzat's a monster, and I mean this is a this is a huge huge spot for him if he fights this. And if he were to wipe the floor with Lee Jingling, which would be nuts like go out there and just starch him in the first round he's looking at top five guys already oh yeah after four fights in the ufc Mm -hmm. nuts i mean i have one i have one thing written down here can you get i have one word written down what do you think it is um violence (laughs) smash let's go I have smash written <laughs> I mean how can you not I mean after everything like this two month stretch he had and that like I know he's been off for a while but I you know sometimes a break is like that is good for fighters and I just I don't see any way where he doesn't just put uh Lee into the ground like I'd like the under. I like uh, Chimaev by TKO, Smash. So I mean, we're we're rolling with it. I wish there was like a. I'm hope like on Saturday I go and like put my plays in, and then there's a prop, and it's just like <laughs> Smash, like plus one sixty five, and I just hit that. <laughs> Honestly, he's here's the thing. I think he's gonna beat him any way he wants. Like. Lee's chin is pretty solid. Obviously, he's fought a lot of really good guys and hasn't hasn't been knocked out, but he has been submitted once before. So I could also see him just bullying him until he gets to a submission. But he's gonna either way, 
I see Hamzat killing him, finishing him. This is going to be so exciting. I'm so excited to have him back, as I know you and and many others are too. Did you see him on on Embedded too, like saying that he was hungry and he can't wait to eat his opponent? Oh no, I did not know. Yeah, that was that was nuts. So. Anyway, moving on, uh, one of the more interesting fights on this card, Alexander Volkov coming in as a minus 300 favorite versus Marcin Tybura, who's a plus 235 dog here. Volkov, uh, you know, he's been around for a a really long time. His wins recently are are not great. You know, Greg Hardy, Walt Harris, Alistair Overeem, but his losses are really good losses in a way, like Cyril Gaon, Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis, and that Derek Lewis fight, he was winning the entire fight until the very end. Um, that was the, my balls was hot fight. I don't know. If yeah. That, but, but, um, but yeah, he, lo- he lost in the last 11 seconds of that fight. He's a dog, man. I mean, he, those are his only three UFC losses, but it's still, for some reason, feels like he's on the tail end of his career. He doesn't feel like a real contender anymore. And, and the thing about Tabura is he's, really good at taking people down and beating people up um his most recent loss in september of 2019 to agusa sakai since then he's beaten sergey spivak ben rothwell greg hardy walt harris which again not great wins volkov has the same ones but for this price i mean tabura is is really good at wrestling and volkov has shown that he's a little susceptible to wrestling and granted it was to curtis blades like he, i think he got taken down like 14 times in that fight, which is nuts. Uh, other than that, he hasn't really been taken down that too many times, but I could see Tabura doing it. You know, he's a, he's a really good wrestler. Uh, he beats people up really badly. I think I'm going to sprinkle Tabura here. I, I could genuinely see this going the distance, but I could also see Tabura beating him up on the ground and, and just getting that ground and pound finish. Um, but either way, I think I'm definitely going to sprinkle Tybura here. Volkov, if, if you wanted, you could take Volkov by knockout. I think that's probably the only way he wins this fight. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a good heavyweight matchup. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm right there with you. I is This is one of those lines where I think that Tybura, um, you know, he's coming in. He's a little, little underrated right now. I think Vulcan, Volkov is... Uh, you know, he's on the the tail end of it. He's on the downhill slide of his career. So to be minus 300 uh, doesn't really make sense to me. I do like Tybura here uh, to win. Uh, I also think he does get the submission as well. So I am going to not only go money line, I'm going to go uh, Tybura by submission as well. Wow. Yeah, that would be, that would probably pay big. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I think, there's a lot of, a lot of outcomes in this fight. It's definitely one that I'm, I'm, I definitely have probably my biggest question mark on for, for Saturday. And I'm, I'm really excited. Speaking of Russian fighters, Omar Yakhmedov is about to fight in, in the PFL championship, light heavyweight championship. Um, that should be a good fight, but let's move on and talk about another Russian fighter. Islam Makachev coming in as a my, minus 575 favorite versus Dan the Hangman Hooker, who is a plus 390 dog. This is another line that's just moving, moving, moving in Islam's favor. I mean, I can see him by Saturday being close to minus 700, minus 650. Like, this is a huge price to pay for someone fighting Dan Hooker. Um, um, but yeah, uh, on UFC's website right now, they are, it's at minus 650. Oh, it's all the way up there. Right now, according to their website. Uh, I was getting these from Bavada, but let's yeah. see if it's moved. Bavada still has it at minus 575, but yeah, I think by Saturday, it's going to go to go to minus 650. It's going to just keep moving. Islam is a freak. Everybody loves him. And now he's got Hasbullah in his corner. I know. I saw that and I was... Well, no, I, mean, I kind of I sprinkled Dan Hooker, but then you got Hasbulla in your corner, and you world yeah, change. So, now, just give him the belt now. So, what are you thinking? Like, I mean, what what do you think of this fight? Uh, Islam's got Hasbulla. Dan Hooker's got the support of uh, of Abdu Abdu Abdu. I think is his name. Uh, Hasbulla's rival. Um, I don't know if you saw that. So yeah, so yeah, I I saw the video of Hasbulla. Um, I. I don't know, man. I mean, Dan's coming off short, short rest. Uh, what he just fought like a month ago. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, five weeks. 
uh, five weeks ago. I mean, you know, that's never easy for anybody coming off uh, short rest like that, especially when you're going up against a guy like Islam. Um, uh, as much as I, you know, like the odds on Dan Hooker and as much as I enjoy watching the hangman, um, I think I have to go with Islam here. I think it probably ends. I, it's definitely not T, it's not KO, TKO. I think it's either submission or a decision. I think I'm going to, depending on what the odds are, they probably won't be great for uh, submission, um, but I might sprinkle a couple different, you know, outcomes here just because I think I do think that Dan has the slightest shot. I think that he can win by TKO, but that's about it. And then uh, I think, you know, Islam could win any number of ways, uh, but I'll probably sprinkle Islam by decision and maybe a little bit on uh, the hangman by TKO just, just for the fun of it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I see this probably going one of – Two or three ways. Islam is just so, so dominant at this point. I actually saw in like bet 365, I think it was like the other day. Um, Islam, it was weird. It was like Islam by decision was even money and by submission was like plus 135 or something, which would be nuts at these odds. So we'll see when it comes out on Bovada. But, but man, I would, I would pay, I would, I would drink juice for submission or, or decision. The one thing I, I did see is Islam said in an interview that he's like, I need to finish Dan Hooker. Like I need to make a statement here. So I could really see him digging for that finish. Um, but Dan Hooker is no joke. Like this, this man is a monster. Like we said, he fought he five tried, weeks like, ago. Do you think he tries to stand there and, and bang with it with Hooker then? No, I, I don't. I think he's, he's gonna, I think he's gonna just try to take him down and drag him into deep waters. Like he does with just about everybody else. But but, you know, Dan Hooker is no – like, he's not these guys that Islam has fought in the past. And, yeah, Islam has fought really good opponents. But he – I mean, Dan Hooker's only lost to Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier, and those are his only two lightweight losses. And he lost to Edson Barboza at, at featherweight. Um, but – and he, he looked like a great wrestler, too, against Nazrat. Like, he looked really good. And, and his striking is unbelievable. He flashed knockout – he flash knocked out Dustin Poirier. Like Dustin Poirier said after the fight, he's like, yeah, I was asleep on the fence for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. And luckily it was the end of the round, but he, uh, he's no joke. He's really good. And Islam has gotten chinned before he, it's his only loss. He got knocked out. Um, and I think Dan Hooker has a legit shot to do that, but I'm not, I'm not going to look silly here. I mean, Islam is, is the play here by I, I would take him by finish, whatever it is. Um, I think even if you're paying like minus 150 for it or something along those lines, I don't know if, if you're able to find any odds, but um, even if you're drinking a little juice for it, it's so worth it. Islam is, is has, again, it's like a Hamzat situation. Dan Hooker is very good. Lee Jing Liang is very good. But neither of these dudes have proven anything that says, hey, yeah we have a shot at losing here. Um, and I just think he's going to take Dan Hooker and, and Dan Hooker, like, like against Michael Chandler is probably going to be very weary of that takedown that should open up Islam striking, which then in turn should open up takedowns. And I don't know. I think it'll be a, a good fight, a fun fight. I think we're going to be on the edge of our seat for this fight, but Islam Makachev is going to, going to kill. Yeah. I think I'm we're roll. I think I'm going to roll with, uh, Submission. I'm looking at their grappling stats right now. Uh, Islam's averaging 3.31 takedowns per 15. He has a takedown accuracy of 65%. Uh, submission average per 15 minutes is 1.01, which is like a, a crazy number. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I don't. Yeah, and again, I don't think Dan Hooker has never been a guy to like be crazy open to submissions his his grappling's decent i'm looking now he got he's been submitted once in his professional career but this is all makchev uh you go up against a guy like this like you're i don't think you have a choice here yeah i I don't think so either his his grappling's just not on the level i see islam as the champ in the next year year and a half and i think dan hooker is just a stepping stone to get there 
you know, it's a tough fight. It's his toughest fight yet. I don't think the price makes a ton of sense, but if you, if you grab him by finish, grab the under or whatever it is, if it's like under one and a half, I'll probably take the over. But um, if it's under two and a half, I'm, I'm keeping this one inside the distance. There's no way. So let's move on though, to our co-main event, our interim Bantamweight championship Piotr Jan coming in as a minus 250 favorite versus Corey Sandhagen, the only American on this card, which is weird. I mean, when was the last time that was a thing? Who is a plus 200 underdog? What do you got here? What do you, what do you think of our, our boys fighting for the Bantamweight Championship? Um, You know, I think I I like the odds on Sandhagen, man. I know that Piotr Jan, we talked about a little bit ago, is the we both think he's the best – Russian fighter in the world. Um, but I, I think that San Hagen gets it done. I think that, uh, he's going to be the interim, uh, Bantamweight champ when it's all said and done. And yeah, I'm rolling with San Hagen money line. I like it. That's, that's bold, you know, and again, who would we be if we picked no dogs, but, uh, I guess we did have Tebra and Amir Tani, but, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is, this is a really tough one. I've been going back and forth a lot on this one this week. Corey Sanhagen is a great fighter, but man, I just love Piotr Jan and he hasn't done me any wrong besides that, that knee to the head of all. Yeah, of he those. hasn't done any wrong besides losing that fight. In <laughs> well, Stuart. he didn't, he didn't lose the fight. He's the, he's the real champ. This should be a championship fight should be against TJ Dillashaw, but he's hurt, but man, he's just looked so good against everybody he's fought. Uriah Faber, one of the nastiest knockouts ever. Jimmy Rivera, when that's that's aged pretty well. Jose Aldo, he beat him up for four rounds and finished him in the fifth. I mean, great, great fighters that that he's fighting. And then against Aldo, he was he was killing him. And I know we don't do MMA math here, but I mean, Jan Jan was beating up Aldo, and Aldo took Corey Sandhagen's neck in like ten seconds. It seemed like. So I I don't. Yes, Corey Sanhagen is a very good fighter, but I, I think Peter Jan is better in at every single level. I think he'll he's his grappling is so underrated. If we look at what he did against Aljo, I mean, he was able to just chuck him, and he was able to stuff all of his takedowns, and he was able to beat him up on the ground for a little bit. And Aljo is very well known as a grappler, and I, I think Jan is is underrated in that division. I think his striking is the best in bantamweight. And Corey's going to have that reach advantage. He's going to be a, a little bit longer, be able to stay outside. I think it's going to be a great fight. I, I honestly think this is probably going to go the distance. And I think it's going to be the fight of the night. I'm so excited for this fight. This is my main event. Um, but I love my boy, Jan. I can't, I can't go against him. And uh, yeah, we got a banger here. I think he'll be the Bantamweight, interim Bantamweight champion. Uh, I don't know if Aljo comes back after this. I don't know what happens there, but. I want to see Jan versus TJ so bad. I think that would be one of the best Bantamweight fights of all time. So, um, but maybe this will be too. So I'm interested. But speaking of Jan, the UFC light heavyweight championship of the world, the main event of the evening, Jan Blahovich coming in as a minus 300 favorite versus Glover Teixeira, who is a plus 235 dog. Man, I I love this fight. I'm I'm so excited. I think it might be a little bit underwhelming. Um, I do like my expectations are are a little low, but these guys, you know, they love to throw hands. So I'm hoping that they that they prove me wrong. Um, Jan, obviously a beast. He's one winner of five straight. Luke Rockhold, Jacare, Corey Anderson, which again a win that's aged really well. He's probably a top three or four light heavyweight in the world right now Dominic Reyes and then obviously what he did to Izzy when nobody thought anybody could do that to Izzy and yeah he did have the size advantage and but he outstruck Izzy in that fight his striking is so good I was thinking about that the other day like what like I understand that you know you are really the middleweight champ and what he, he only ended up like what 192 yeah it was like yeah it was something like that right like but two. like why would you give up 13 pounds? Like, cause you know that Blahovich is going to come in at 205 and he's going to come in at more heavier at the time of the fight. Like, why are you going to give up all that weight? Like he just laid on him for five rounds and he kind of, yeah, he outstruck him too, but 
they took it to the ground and Izzy could not get him off of him. Like it, I was thinking about that the other day and it just didn't still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It really wasn't a great fight, like looking back on it. And it was just, I don't know. It was weird. It was one of those things where people thought that Izzy could knock him out and it just wasn't going to happen. I mean, Jan is so good and he's been so, so good lately. And I think his, his run has kind of been a little underrated. Um, but that Izzy fight, people got to remember, Izzy was like minus 250 or something. Like it was, yeah, he was a heavy favorite. Um, and Izzy looked unstoppable at the time and, and Jan kind of just proved him wrong. But yeah, I don't know what Izzy was thinking. I don't know if he didn't want to get fat. He didn't want to start looking like Patty Pimblett or anything. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That was It was a weird fight, but Jan, I think, proved a lot in that fight. He proved that he is kind of the real deal because everybody was calling him the fake light heavyweight champion at that time. And then, you know, what he did to Izzy was was pretty nuts. But I think, like, he dominated Dominic Reyes in that fight. I think he basically ended Dominic Reyes' career. Um, he made him look silly when he won that vacant belt. But moving over to the other side, Glover Teixeira has obviously been unreal um you know what he did to anthony smith shouldn't like that's assault he should be in prison um and then tiago santos he also made look silly and yeah i mean tiago santos isn't what he once was and same with anthony smith even though he's been winning a couple lately but um anthony smith did rock him early he won a close decision to krilov like iwan kutalaba not uh, rocked him a little bit you know, I, I I don't know. He's Glover Teixeira is is very good. It would be so cool if he won this belt. You know, it's his forty second birthday. When, what day, what's the date today? The twenty seventh. Yeah, it's his forty or forty third birthday tomorrow. Um, so happy birthday to to Glover. But I, I know it just it it would be really cool if he won. But I I don't see it happening. I think Jan's honestly gonna finish him. I really do. His chin hasn't really been tested in a while. The last time he got knocked out was against Alexander Gustafson. But again, like I said, he got rocked by guys that hit way less hard than Jan Blachowicz. I mean, he's Polish power for a reason. Exactly. And the noose. Like he's bringing the noose to Abu Dhabi. I mean, yeah, he hasn't lost since he's had this, that weird ass noose. Still just wild to me, but uh, (laughs) um. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, Blahovich gets it done. Um, I also like him by finish. I think he probably knocks him out. I mean, like you said, it would be cool to see, you know, Glover Teixeira win it. Um, but I just don't see how, you know, with this this news power and these magical powers that Jan Blahovich has all of a sudden discovered, um, how he loses this fight. I think that uh, he wins this one. And then uh, do we have a, a Polish, a Polish battle, a Polish battle for the title after this? We might have to, like, I, I don't know. I just don't see any way that like, that like Yuri isn't, isn't next up. I, I, I'm trying to think who else is at light heavyweight that could possibly be next up i'm sorry he's from czech is he from czech he's czech he's not polish sorry apologies to your sorry we gotta know our know our countries better i couldn't i couldn't remember where he's from but but yeah either way i mean i heard joanna was saying uh, she was on mma hour right before this and she said that there's probably going to be an event in poland next year so um, if Jan wins this, I think we could see him headlining it. And Jan versus Yuri would be nuts. And in Poland, like yeah. Jan's gonna have that extra boost. Man, it, it would be crazy. But you imagine bringing the noose back to Poland, and then he just like does he kill Yuri? In yeah, the ring? My, but that's my thing. I feel like a lot of people widely look at Yuri as the best heavyweight in the world, which understandable. But he. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it would be an unbelievable fight, and I think the noose powers grow even greater then. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, until we we see it, I think that Blaho- obviously Blahovich is the guy to beat. I don't think Teixeira really has anything for him that 
is going to throw him off of his game. Um, so I think Jan finishes him, and hopefully we get a uh, big-time light heavyweight uh, title fight in Poland in the next yeah. in the next year. Would be sweet, yeah. And and like I said, it would be so like like we both said, it would be cool if Glover won. But I just don't. I don't know. I just don't think it's his time. I think his his time has passed. This is kind of his his last ride, and it's been a fun run. But I think Jan Jan ends the hype train on Saturday. Um. So yeah, I mean overall banger of a card from top to bottom. Like Beerus said at the top of the show, it's free. It's on ESPN Plus please go check it out. Like if, if you are someone that, you know, doesn't watch UFC that often, this is a great card to, to kind of get into. There's a lot of superstars, a lot of prospects. It's, it's going to be really fun and it, and it's free. Um, I think Omari Akhmedov just got knocked out. That's crazy. He was like a plus, uh, like plus five seventy five before the fight. And I think he, or five fifty before the fight. And I think he went to, plus or minus 800 on the on the live odds so there's a little live pfl commentating for you i'm looking at this uh card for 269 it's nuts that card is going to be unbelievable it's nuts think about the next three pay- i mean we have this card the which is four num- like the next three numbered events i guess four numbered events including this one are going to be unreal yeah, and, then, and then 268 is amazing top to bottom there's some unbelievable prospects on it and then two title fights justin gaethje and then 269 it's like every fight has a massive name in it it's dude crazy. every fight like it's yeah, I'm looking at it right now i mean Do- dominic cruz and his old ass still you know fighting you got sean o'malley's in there uh which i mean i don't know why he's fighting that dude he's gonna let's step up the competition a little bit you got Actually, uh, um um What's his name? Pau. Pa- what's his last name? Pau. Uh, Paiva. Paiva. Yeah, he. Uh, he was. He just got dropped out of the rankings. Actually, he was 15, and he just got dropped. Um. So I think that it's going to be a good step up, but I, I still think he obviously waxes the floor with him. But Sean O'Malley was talking, and he said, "Look, this is the last fight of my, like." this is the last fight of this contract and then I'll start stepping it up. But for now it's like, why would I fight better guys for less money kind of thing, which I can kind of, I can kind of. Yeah. And you got Kai France and Cody Garbrandt going, you got uh, Leon Edwards and uh, street Jesus. You got Nunez and paint. Like she is going to beat the absolute shit out of Juliana Pena. Uh, and then obviously the title fight with uh Charles Olivier and Poirier, yeah, electric. It's gonna be a banger. I'm upset. I'm, upset. I'm gonna be in Vegas the week before that. Oof, Raiders game, yeah, yeah. And then that that Leon Edwards, uh, or Mazadal fight is finally finally happening. Jeff hands a steel kneel on that card. Macy Barber makes her return, and then Ryan Hall, which will be sweet. Randy Costas opening up the prelims that's how you know it's just an absolute banger i'm i'm stoked yeah we got that we got 268 and 267 on saturday and i'm i'm juiced uh, i think i'm making the move to bovada officially so big announcement um so hopefully they have more like props and things like that for um for this weekend so i can kind of kind of start you know dabbling yeah. with those um, so definitely I'll, I'll be tweeting out my card on Saturday morning. As always, you can check that out at, at Von flu choke on Twitter or at thrown underscore bows. I usually tweet it out on both. Um, check B Russ out at B Russ 35, check out all the Coda cappers, uh, at Coda cappers, big things coming, big things are happening. People are hot right now. Um, check out the articles. I know like everybody writing the articles right now is red hot. Like Dan is going nuts. Yeah. Uh, DG's going nuts. Pace is going nuts. Um, www.codasportscappers.com. His Brazilian basketball. basketball. Like, what is that? But whatever I'll tail. I don't care. Um, it's winning. So, but yeah, I think, so I've obviously only had one, one bet last weekend, but 
we lost. So that's two two losing events in a row. Um, I think we we get. What's back the what's the GPS here. for uh, for next weekend? What's up? What's the GPS for the game plan for uh, next weekend? I will be in Cleveland for like the the re- well i'm going to columbus this weekend and then i'll be in cleveland sunday through when well thursday and then thursday night fly out to new york city we just officially booked our hotel today we got the flight we got the tickets um and then i'll friday i'll probably be around msg for a little while um see if we can maybe like see any fighters anything like that and then saturday is the big day we'll get there early probably early you know like the prelims is or is that like or not the prelims, the uh, weigh-ins. Sorry. Oh no, I think you have to have like a, a VIP experience for that or whatever. But you know, we'll be around, and I know there's going to be probably a lot of like fighters, celebrities, just kind of around in independence. Um, so I think it'd be cool to run into any anybody like that. But definitely, probably a lot of content coming next week on on Twitter. Uh, I'll definitely get a podcast out before before then. Um, maybe just some some light recaps on you know early next week too from 267 but yeah the content's gonna be nuts boots are on the ground my second ufc event ever um b russell trivia question do you know what the what the first one i went to was the first one you went to um was it a numbered event or a fight night it was a fight night um i'm gonna say it was a whatever the last one in columbus was close i actually had tickets for that that was uh uh supposed to be um ganu yeah it was supposed to be in ganu and jarzinho and then cody garbrandt was on the card a couple others but that got canceled due to covid so before that though in 2018 december of 2018 in milwaukee it was the last ufc fight night on fox it was ally quinta versus kevin lee two and um, also on that card, Charles Oliveira fighting Jim Miller submitted him pretty quick. Um, Jared Gordon was on that card. Jack Hermanson was on that card early in his career. And um, the co-main was Edson Barboza versus Dan Hooker. And Edson Barboza destroyed him, like sent him to the hospital. So it was crazy. Good time. But yeah, so my second second event in person, first pay-per-view. I'm so excited let's uh we we had some great picks today like i said be on the lookout for those on twitter um for sure we have a banger of a card make sure you watch it's going to be unbelievable um be russ anything else you want to shout out um i don't think so no i'm just ready to it's going to be a great weekend Ooh, greg hardy heck yeah i can't want to keep him seeing him get his ass beat <laughs> right that's what i'm saying so so yeah, let's let's win some money this weekend. Let's pay some rents. Uh, we'll be talking early next week with some great results. Until then, uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy the fights, and we'll talk to you guys later. See ya.